Hello, and welcome to Today in STEM. Thank you for joining us. I'm Wes Sumner. Today, we will explore the impact of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics in our everyday lives. And we have a very special guest to talk to us today, Dr. Toby Daly-Engel, assistant professor, and she's also director of Shark Conservation Lab at Florida Institute of Technology. Welcome, Dr. Daly-Engel. Thank you so much for having me. You've seen Dr. Daly Engel and probably heard her as well on programs across the Discovery Channel, Nat Geo Channel, and online for National Geographic. And we're just so pleased that she's here to talk to us today about her shark research. And also maybe we're going to talk a little bit about dolphins. So, Dr. Daly Engel, what fascinates you about sharks? I'm fascinated about the fact that sharks are basically dinosaurs, except much, much older. Sharks have been around since 400 million years ago. And just to give you a little bit of perspective, dinosaurs showed up around 250 million years ago. So the only thing on Earth when sharks evolved were like little squishy jelly things. Sharks were the first true predators on Earth. And because of that, they have a lot of cool biological innovations that we can learn about, and it sheds a lot of light on the biology of not just other animals, but also humans. Now, tell us about some of your current shark research, because I know you go all over the place to, to study these amazing creatures. Well, one of the things that we're working on now has to do with the fact that sharks invented the adaptive immune system. Now, a lot of people have been talking about the immune system because of the pandemic. So things like vaccines and antibodies are actually kind of entering the lexicon of popular culture in a way that they have never done before. And that's exciting because immune systems and how humans deal with disease is one of those things that we don't know much about still. It's a very much of an emerging technology. Sharks, because they were the first animal with jaws that closed, meant that they had access to all of these different prey types that no animal had ever eaten. And with those prey came parasites, pathogens, bacteria, viruses. So it's thought that sharks first evolved the immune system as a way to deal with that. And it was such an important evolutionary innovation that the shark immune system became the prototype that the human immune system is based on and all other four-legged animals. And so what my students are doing right now is combining genetics with all sorts of other different techniques to look at how the organism, the shark itself, changes in response to the environment. So the shark immune system can shed a lot of light on not just things like human disease, but also how the sharks themselves are responding to their environment. And so when it comes to the fight against COVID-19 or so many other different diseases or viruses, sharks can play an important role. Absolutely. There's a lot of genetic innovations that sharks kind of came up with long before any other animal. So not only is that interesting from a human medicine perspective, we can also use it to understand how sharks respond to changes in their environment. What's the most common question you get concerning sharks? Is Megalodon really extinct? Mm. 
And is he? It's very much extinct. Okay, yes. very yeah. good. Because yeah. he would have washed up or something by now. Exactly. Right? This was okay. not a deep water shark. This was a massive coastal animal. We would know. We would know. Um, and it's been it's been gone for a good long time. Okay, probably those movies are, are to blame for some of that. I would think uh, with with uh, Megalodon, and I think there have been a couple of those here in recent years. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, nobody's more sad than I am. I mean, I think that would be super neat to what do some cool, research cool on a Megalodon to, yeah, to be exactly. able to study. Definitely. So let's talk about another creature of the ocean that goes back all the way to Flipper and probably beyond and has a great deal of interactions with sharks. That's dolphins, a bit of a misunderstood creature, perhaps. Uh, dolphins are, are thought of as friendly and happy and go lucky, but there's, they need to be a healthy respect experienced there, right? Definitely. I mean, dolphins kind of have a, a reputation of being nicer than they really are. Kind of like sharks have this reputation of being fiercer than they really are. And the opposite is true. In fact, you know, both of them, they're just animals. They're just, you know, doing what they need to do to make a living in the ocean. And it's interesting because dolphins, being humans, I think we really relate to them in a way that is sort of beyond their reality as an animal. You know, we like to think that they're have an attachment to humans that, you know, if you're in a shipwreck, a dolphin will save you. Mm. Spoiler, it probably won't. Okay, good good, good to know. And sharks themselves have a healthy respect for dolphins. Absolutely, yeah. Um, sharks are predators, sometimes apex predators, which is the top of the food chain, but more often sharks are what we call meso-predators. Most sharks are actually kind of, you know, small or medium-sized. So they are both prey and predator. And they have interactions with a lot of other predators. Dolphins are, are another type of large migratory predator. And so they kind of fill similar niches in the marine environment in that predators are really in charge of keeping all of the other levels of the food web in the ocean healthy and in control. So sharks are kind of like lionesses on the savanna. They're not going to go for the healthiest, fastest young gazelle. They're going to go for, you know, an, a younger individual that's lagging behind or an older individual or one with a disease. And in doing so, they provide the mechanism for literally survival of the fittest. So the ones that shouldn't be reproducing of those prey species get kind of culled and it leaves all those populations healthier than they were before. And without things like sharks, the prey species that they sort of control would p populate out of control and eventually eat their own resources away. So mm -hmm. what you see when you remove things like sharks from the environment is what we call um, an extinction cascade. Okay. And that's, I think, really the, the major misunderstanding that people have about sharks is that, you know, if, if you do away with them because all they do is, is hunt people— but in reality, shark attack is so rare because we are not their prey. And so in reality, we need sharks a lot more than they need us. Understood. And so when we see a shark out in the wild and we're in a kayak or we're swimming, healthy respect, right? Absolutely. But also that way with dolphins. Absolutely. Yeah. Dolphins are, are wild animals and they don't have any particular connection with, with humans in the wild. And um, so all of these things we need to kind of, for their own good, give them a lot of space when we see them out there. And, and that way they'll be there for us to appreciate for many, many years. As you look forward to, to research to come with sharks 
uh, and, and things that you hope to do in the future. Where, where is the, the sort of brave new frontier when it comes to shark research? Well, we're finding out that sharks are, like a lot of big animals that grow slowly and take a lot of resources, sharks are in trouble. That's why I run the shark conservation lab and not, you know, the shark genetics lab, simply because over a third of all shark species that we know of are endangered. And without them, the ocean ecosystem is not going to be nearly as healthy as it needs to be. And so one of the things that we're really looking at now in my lab with uh, certain molecules and fieldwork and tagging and all different kinds of scientific tools, really whatever it takes to answer the question, we are looking now at the effects of climate change. So we can use the immune system genes of these sharks to effectively gauge the health of these populations in the face of climate change, which we know is already having an effect on a lot of marine populations. Your research is online, and you tell us about your social media where we can find you. Absolutely. We're um, our handle, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is at Daily Angle Lab. Um, so come find us. We have a lot of great information. If you're interested in getting into marine science, if you love studying sharks, come talk to us. Dr. Toby Daly-Engel, she's an assistant professor and director of the Shark Conservation Lab at the Florida Institute of Technology. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. That's going to do it for this edition of Today in STEM. Until next time, I'm Wes Sumner. Today in STEM is brought to you by the Florida Institute of Technology and WFIT. More information available at WFIT.org.